sense a new level before I've even walked through the door. Chapter 17, Emily in Hollywood. The next morning, after my atrocious date with a scam artist, I boarded the plane to Hollywood. Truly, I had no plan or idea how this trip would go, but I was more than excited to get away from Nashville. The only plan I had head to Hollywood and stay with my girlfriend and figure it out from there. I had boarded that United plane as a walking trigger. From the neighbor guy to the French man to the scam artist the night before, I was ready to flee and reset. At that point of landing both feet in the beautiful state of California, I decided I wanted nothing to do with men. This trip was about me and universe Please let it be just that. I spent the next couple of days laughing, sharing stories, and seeing Los Angeles, hiking, and catching up with my girlfriend. We've been friends since we were three, and although we don't talk much or see each other often, when we get together, it's like we never lost a moment. I posted on social media about my trip to California, and remember, I was supposed to be in Maui, but that had gotten canceled and asked my audience, as well as random people I met in LA, where I should head next. All signs pointed to Santa Barbara. I booked the Ritz-Carlton and took a two-hour Uber drive to the destination. This was the first day of the solo part of my trip, and staying at the Ritz felt like a perfect way to welcome the solitude. As I walked into the luxurious room, there was an indoor fireplace, a large balcony, and a bathtub. Perfect. I dropped my things off, hung my dresses so they wouldn't get wrinkled, drew open the shades, and turned on the lights. What next? A glass of champagne, of course. I headed down to the little restaurant on the ocean and ordered a glass of Veuve champagne and an appetizer. It was August 14th, after all. August 14th of 2020 was the day I packed up a U-Haul with my dad and finally left a toxic relationship and the life I thought was my forever. August 14th of 2022 was the day I packed up what would fit in my car, Finley, my dog, and made my way to Nashville for a fresh start. I didn't know a soul there. I didn't know if I'd stay. All I knew was I had to go. And now it's August 14th of 2023, and I'm celebrating one year in Nashville, living in a beautiful high-rise with city views, somewhat messy in my dating life, but so in awe of the lifestyle and business I have built. This glass of champagne was to celebrate and commemorate the woman I've become. This glass of champagne was to celebrate choosing myself over relationships I could have settled for. This day feels like my unofficial birthday. Cheers to that. After the glass of bubbles, I took a short walk on the beach before heading up to my room. 
I watched the sun slowly drift down the horizon, heard laughter from families playing on the beach, and watched as dogs ran up and down the sand. Life can feel like a lot sometimes, but these moments ground me back. It's funny to think that seeing things like this used to make me feel lonely when I would travel solo. I felt separate from it. Now I feel part of it. It warms me and fuels me. It's all about the small progress. I made my way back to the room. As I slid the key card into the holder and opened the handle to my hotel door, my heart sank. The lights were turned off. The shades were drawn. I didn't even walk in, but I could tell someone had been inside. I left the hotel room just an hour ago and had opened the shades to the balcony, and I was certain I turned all the lights on. It couldn't have been housekeeping. I had just checked in. My entire body went into panic mode. Anxiety coursed through me, pumping my veins full of adrenaline. I ran. I found the closest worker and told him I needed security stat. With tears in my eyes, I tried my best to explain the situation. The security officer walked me into the door, and then I noticed the sheets on the bed were pulled open. A glass of water sat on the nightstand, and my shoes were neatly placed. It was only turndown service. I felt like a complete idiot. I was a lot more paranoid than I had thought. My fear-based mind had convinced me the scam artist found me. It came up with this elaborate story of how he was after me and hiding away in my room. I need to meditate, I thought. I spent the next few days in Santa Barbara, soaking in the sun at the pool, shopping around the cute little village shops and eating delicious food. I went out and had a drink with a woman that DM'd me for my Instagram who shortly after I'd be hiring as my personal stylist and ordered room service for breakfast each morning. It was perfect. The last day before checkout, I had to make up my mind on what was next. My fear told me I should just go home. I was already spending so much money and what was the point in traveling more by myself? The fear told me I wasn't worth it. I didn't deserve it. I scrolled through my Instagram and noticed several comments from my audience saying, check out Laguna next. I even had a few DMs and comments saying, stay at the montage. I googled it. As soon as my eyes landed on the pictures of the montage, my entire body lit up. Yum. I need to stay here. Again, the fear came through. Who do you think you are? You're going to be so wasteful. This isn't wise of you. I checked a few other five-star hotels in the area that were much cheaper, but my body still craved the montage. Montage it is. I booked it and the next morning I would take a train in business class from Santa Barbara to Laguna Beach. Something came over me on that train ride. For some reason, although I had sworn off men on this trip, I felt so deeply called to download Bumble and have another saga of vacation boyfriends. Although the fear once again told me it could be dangerous, I listened to my intuition. But I made a vow to myself that this trip would not be about finding a date. If it happened with ease, it was meant to be. 
I wouldn't be living on the app, so I added a few quick pictures, inserted a simple bio, and left it to simmer. After four hours on a train ride and a 30-minute lift with an older man who kept telling me I was sexy, beautiful, and intriguing, I finally made it to the montage. I was blown away. It was breathtaking. And it felt exactly where I was meant to be. It felt like the essence of my soul. The valet took my suitcases. I reminded myself as soon as I get home, I need to upgrade my luggage. I was staying in these beautiful hotels and my dusty luggage made me cringe. It was not on brand. The woman behind the desk took me on a tour of the beautiful property and showed me to my room. Again, it took my breath away. From the white marble bathroom and tub to the airy open room with big French doors to the balcony overlooking the ocean, I felt so luxurious. My Maui trip didn't work out due to the wildfires, but this feels like it was meant to be. Maybe I didn't need the medicine from Maui this year. Maybe what I needed was just this, the luxury, the next level living, the setting of new standards, the expansion. This was definitely stretching me into my next edge. I was becoming the woman who stayed in places like the Ritz and the Montage on the regular. I checked my Bumble and as if I could even make this up, I had over 2,000 matches. How on earth could this even be? I was not about to spend my time at this beautiful place on an app, so I picked a small handful of men from the matches and started the conversation. To my amazement, each night was filled up. I went on a date with a doctor, a professional baseball player, and now what I call my dupe dream man. Each one of these men were handsome, well-accomplished, and I had great conversations with them. It was part of that reset, and I still had plenty of time alone to soak in the beautiful space in Laguna. On the very last night of my stay in Laguna Beach, I had that final date. I sat in the moody hotel bar as the piano player made music. I was dressed in a tight skin, strapless white dress with red lipstick on, my tan skin glowing. I ordered a drink. And as I took my first sip, my phone lit up. It was a man from Bumble. I'll meet you in 20 minutes. My heart fluttered. I had sent this man my phone number a couple hours ago after some shared conversation. I invited him to have a drink with me at the hotel, but was so surrendered to needing him to show up. Either way, I was going to have a wonderful final night. I didn't know what to expect as he walked in. But as soon as my eyes drifted toward the man walking toward me, my jaw dropped. This man was the definition of tall, dark, and handsome. He was muscular, Italian, and dressed in a tight-fitting black shirt that showed off his arms. He smiled and gave me a warm hug to introduce himself and took a seat at the bar next to me. We would spend the next several hours talking, getting to know each other, and kissing. I looked at the clock as if the night had escaped us. It was 3 a.m. I had to be up in three hours for my flight. 
I'll drive you to the airport tomorrow morning, he said in a deep, sexy voice. He left that night, only to meet me a few hours later at the front of the montage. We had both shared that we felt like we've known each other for quite a while. It was strange. We hugged and kissed goodbye as if we were lovers, saying, I'll see you soon. And that was it. We shared a couple texts back and forth once I returned back to Nashville, but it died out quickly. We never spoke again. I call him my dupe dream man because he had so many of the qualities and features I had been calling in in a man. That night we had together felt like magic, the conversation and the sweet kisses, but we lived on the complete opposite ends of the country, so even though my fantasy mind would love to pretend we could start a love story, my common sense brain knew it most likely wouldn't be. It was a nice taste of what I really wanted. I took it as a sign of being closer to my soulmate. Before that final night with Duke Dream Man, I laid at the gorgeous oceanfront pool, had long talks with God as I walked down the beach, and spent my evenings before bed in the tub enjoying a glass of red wine. I journaled, I anchored in this next level, and I chose that this was now my new state of being. I get to live like this. Even when the fear and guilt came through of who do I think I am, I reminded myself we get to choose anything we want. We get to choose how we want to create in this lifetime, and I am choosing to create in pleasure and luxury. California held such a beautiful code of finding myself on a deeper level, of pampering myself, and of really owning the woman I had become. As I made my way back to Nashville, I decided the next level experience didn't have to end there. This is now the new normal. As the summer winds down and I've let so many things go, it's now time to welcome autumn, a new beginning. Hi, beautiful. Thank you for listening to this short and sweet episode of the California codes and everything that I really extracted from California. You know, at the end of every segment, I love to just pop on and riff and talk because I love two things, writing, but also riffing. And there was so much that California had brought up. And in the realm of manifestation, what I want us to remember is when we're creating this new paradigm or this new version of us, It's so much softer than a lot of what's out there on the internet. It's so much more about setting a strong intention and then letting the universe, letting God bring the things to you. And how we respond to those things is how we grow and shift into this new paradigm. I think a lot of the times when we go to manifest that masculine wounding wants to come out and fix, right? So we want to know the how. Like, how am I going to fall in love? How am I going to meet the man? How am I going to create success? When really all that it is, is deciding we want something and then allowing it to come through. And reacting 
to the universe, to the things that come through as that version of us who would already have it. So for example, like as I create or find love, I should say, or attract love into my life, my soulmate, there is that huge masculine wound that I've been healing that wants to figure it all out, right? Like I want to know where he's going to be, how I'm going to meet him, when I'm going to meet him. And that creates a lot of chaos. That creates a lot of pressure. That creates a lot of unwanted, overwhelmed, lonely feelings. Not to mention when you do go on dates under that energy, you're putting a lot of pressure on the dates. So what I've really been learning, and this is truly how I've built success in my business and created well over half a million dollars in cash by myself, like out of nowhere, it was never the question of how. It was always, this is what I want and who do I have to become? So when I go on these dates, especially in California, as I was going on these dates, it felt very depressurized and so much like I was fueled with so much pleasure because there was no pressure that anything would turn out with these men. Like I knew they lived across the country. I didn't see it going anywhere. So I could just be in my authenticity. I could just be in my pleasure, right? I could just let it be what it was meant to be. And I could react to these situations as my highest self, instead of trying to put something into a box or force it to happen. So that's something that we can really take with us as we're moving through the journey of success and we're moving through the journey of love is that we can just, it can be as simple as just deciding this is what I want and then acting as that version of us who has it already. Imagine how easy it would be to attract success in business that way. Imagine how much more fun dating would be or your relationships would be if you just started acting from that place of abundance and wholeness instead of the place of triggers, abandonment issues, not enough worthiness wounds, whatever is coming through for you. So all of this to share that everything we want in life is a healing journey. It's learning to uncover each layer And as we let go of each layer that's blocking us, the layers of wounds, the layers of I can't possibly have that or do that, the layers of masculine wounding, we come to the place of being the energetic match. And that's what I hope that the Emily Diaries really brings you is this this project, this book that you can tune into and you can listen to. And as you're listening, you can swoon with and you can be in the energy of and you can play with. I think, you know, something that I'm riffing a lot longer than I had thought I was going to riff. I think something that I've been really sitting with with the Emily Diaries is, you know, I don't want to just make this about love. I don't want to just make this about dating. I want to make this about the journey. And now, since we've come to 
we're about to be on chapter 18. I want this to be a place where women can come and tap into and just learn more about themselves, but not from a place of how it's always been done. I think if you're anything like me, we've listened to so many personal development podcasts. We've listened to so, read so many of the personal development books. It's like we're almost burnt out from them. And I think that this is the perfect way, whether you feel like burnt out from personal development to still be in the energy of it, but also be in the rom-com vibe. And maybe if you're just starting the personal development journey or your spiritual journey or your intimacy journey, whatever that looks like for you, maybe this is a really good bridge or gateway into that work. And it, you know, lets you with a calm nervous system dive in instead of feeling like you're wrong or you're too far behind. So either way, I hope this is something that you can listen to while you're in the bathtub or you can listen to it when you're out walking your dog at sunset or you can listen to on the plane to your next solo travel or wherever you are in the world or in this time frame, you can listen to it. And if you love these chapters, please share this. This work is such a passion of mine and it lights up my soul to help other women. And I've helped thousands of women and I would love, I mean, at this moment in time, we've had thousands of listens and downloads and whatnot. And it would be so wonderful to put this in more hands of people. Like we're doing this together as women. We're healing together as women. We rise together. And anyways, I wanted to thank you for listening. I will see you in chapter 18 of the Emily Diaries. See you soon.